The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors to the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts and ideas of the distributor. So it's great to have you on one of my first uh, podcast episodes. Well, I, I always enjoy having you on the radio because you're the rare nutritionist who knows how to have fun. <laughs> Your food's you. not fun, but you are. <laughs> just like a mouthful of sunshine. I have learned so much from you. Fresh is always better. To me, I'm just like amazed. Great for everyone. I love your advice, by the way. Amazing. Eat This with Leanne Phillipson. Does charcoal ice cream even have a flavor? Is that rainbow cake with ombre icing actually, is it really tasty? In the age of Instagram, the next big food fad or food trend will most probably be determined by the way food looks rather than how it tastes. Food trends, food fads, and diet have always been influenced by what's going on in the world. The 60s space race, well, that brought us TV dinners and tang. Craft dinner that's now called KD, well, that gained popularity as a super cheap meal for a family of four during the Depression. Honestly, the list goes on and on. Today, we're going to take a look at some food trends, some food fads, like healthy or otherwise, and see where they came from, why did they become popular, all the while having a really good chuckle or two. So stand by, listen up, and eat this. It seems that every year we latch on to new fads in fashion, pop culture, technology, and oh yes, food fads. Last year, I think it was charcoal, amongst other things. Do you remember that it even turned up in some ice cream? This year seems to be meatless everything, from snacks to burgers to what you're getting in your drive-thru. Suddenly, every restaurant's serving up some other latest craze. Oat milk lattes, keto everything, and orange wine, which I actually have yet to try. But fads fade, and last week's cravings vanish from the menu and store shelves. Sometimes they manage to survive, and over time become an obscure staple. Think of kale chips from a few years ago. They're actually still on shelves, so I guess people keep buying them. Today on Eat This, we're going to take a look at some of the most popular food fads of all time. You might find some of them tasty and still eat them today, and you'll hear my opinion on whether they're nutritionally sound or not. Today on the show, I have a food connoisseur of sorts. I say that loosely as for the past five years, we've argued about food fads, studies, burgers, healthy versus tasty, and so much more. He's still of the opinion that I believe that twigs and berries are the way to go. So we're going to screw around like we normally do. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? Well, well, no, yeah. I mean, you know, if you can't have fun, what's the point? No, exactly. But before we get to Jerry... Negative calories. Myth or miracle. Okay, here's some cool science. When you pop something in your mouth with minuscule calories, like from celery, grapefruit, or even chewing gum, the physical act of actually chewing, swallowing, and digesting this food is said to burn more calories than the food you've eaten. Over the years, there have been lots of talk about this. Best-selling books written, weight loss diets built around this concept of negative calories. So... Is this science or just plain hogwash? We're told that foods that fit this negative calorie model are most likely low-calorie fruits and vegetables like grapefruit, lettuce, cabbage, cucumber, and of course, the best-known negative calorie food, which is celery. Okay, there's some science behind this. I'll, I'll briefly explain, but just a bit. Your body uses some calories that you've consumed as fuel to actually digest it to be able to absorb it and metabolize it. 
Science calls this the thermic effect of food. Thinking that some foods have negative calories and use this thermic effect, like celery, would mean that it uses up 100% of every single calorie ingested to process and be truly negative. It uses up more calories than what it's offered. Okay, people, it just doesn't work that way. I guess you could eat celery while on a treadmill at an incline of nine and run at a sweat-worthy pace. Then you might just about burn the amount that you're eating. Can you eat negative calories to lose weight? Nope. It's a mind-blowing myth. Eat this with Leanne Phillipson. What if there wasn't GMO food? Would we be starving? Yes. Really? Uh, yes, because... Or because, would we have found another way? Well, may, but that has to be done because you, you can't just sit in Toronto and say, no, and I'm especially if you're a person who has some decent income and say, well, I'm willing to pay more for that product. Yes, the starving person in Africa is not. We have to grow food for the planet. Fine. And, and Are we sending our uh, genetically you know, modified soybeans to Africa? Well, we're sending it outside Canada. Well, fine, yes, but we're okay. not sending it to those that are starving. Well, maybe we should figure out to do that that's what Instead i mean there could of, be other ways okay please welcome jerry agar host of his own show on news talk 1010 on the and on the iHeartRadio network it's gonna be a little bit of a different chat to my chats before on the podcast welcome jerry how am i gonna be different I'm well, less cooperative. <laughs> because you're Jerry. I see. Because we've been around the block. I we have. Know. How many oh, years oh, have you been coming on my radio show now? I think it's almost five. Wow. But then we did Sun News for a couple of years before that. Yeah, that's right. How many times have we argued about burgers? Every time. Yeah, I think Yeah, because so. you're wrong. Every single time we talk about it. And it's simple with Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Dinner. Only a nickel a serving, too. You get tender macaroni and new, improved, Kraft grated that makes Kraft Dinner golden with rich, cheddar flavor. Eat them in the morning, eat them in the evening, Kellogg's Pop-Tarts. You don't say ham, you say spam, spam is real spice, ham. So we're going to talk about some food fads, and I love your stories. You always have so many. There was, was there ever a food fad that stuck with you that you either still have going now or remember? Uh, when did mac and cheese come in? Because uh, yeah, yeah, I think everybody it was like the nineteen thirties. Oh, was was it that far back? It was actually okay. Because yeah, because yeah, I I don't know. I just remember um, hauling those boxes of uh, KD home. You know, yes, because uh, I just uh, love that stuff. And a friend and I. When we would get together, when we were old enough that if our parents were out of town, we would stay at each other's house. There'd be just the two of us. Okay. You know, and we would always cook fish sticks. <laughs> fish sticks. Yeah, fish sticks. Did you ever have those? I and, did have them. Yeah, and you yep. put them in the oven, yeah. you know, for however long at 350 degrees, and then we would just sit there and watch something stupid on TV and eat fish sticks. Yeah! Oh, it's Twinkie the Kid! Wow! Howdy, partners! Come on to Hostess Twinkie Town. Do you still eat Twinkies? I might have been the last person to have a Twinkie. Oh. And coincidentally, I was working on a radio station in Kansas City. Okay. And the company that makes Twinkies is in Kansas City. Yes. And they were, uh, there was some threat that they might go out of business. Yeah. And uh, so I decided to run this thing on my show, like to save the Twinkie. And <laughs> and uh, and and I, I had to admit that I'd never had one. We got some Twinkies and yes. I did this thing on the air where I had the Twinkie. But I had it and I thought, okay, uh, yeah, okay. The Twinkie was born in like the 40s. 
this kind of okay. came out on the back end of you know of, of of rationing and all those kind of things when people had to start creating cakes without sugar and eggs and all those kind of things. I'm not sure what the exact recipe was, but it was originally stuffed with bananas. Really? <laughs> and then when bananas were rationed because you couldn't get as much fresh food, then they came up with this sort of pretend whatever it is in there. It's kind of like what Jerry Seinfeld said about the Pop-Tart. Right. He has this whole bit about the Pop-Tarts and his ending of it is, and the great thing is, yeah. they never go bad. Yeah. Be- they don't go stale, he said, because they were never fresh in the first place. Oh. <laughs> and talking about Pop-Tarts, was that something you had? I had Pop-Tarts, but then as I got a little older, I thought, this is really not that good. <laughs> They're kind of like just dry and boring, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I grew up in the 70s, and they were a pretty big thing back then, kind of on the tail end end of the 60s a little bit. And I always, I just wanted those damn Pop-Tarts. When you look back over the years, you know, after the war, it was rationing, and and so much of the food that was created for soldiers, uh, you know, to be able to take anywhere and do anything, and, you know, instant coffee came out of that, and all sorts of different foods. Spam, that was a huge one. My father was one of the best fed World War II soldiers because he really loved it. The other guys didn't, and like there were enough of the other guys who didn't, and it was a classic case of, are you going to finish that? He liked it. He had all the food he needed during World War II. The military purchased more than 150 million pounds of Spam. Jay Hormel in 1937 was who actually came up with this idea of meat, whatever it is. And he used to receive hate mail from the soldiers because they they just, they couldn't stand it. I know, but he got through the day because he got that thank you letter from my so something else out of the 1940s that i looked up is like dehydrated juice instant coffee although it was invented in the in the uk way before way before that but instant coffee it was actually made for you know the battleground see something that needs to be developed for battleground situations is not what necessarily people want in their kitchens and living rooms because (laughs) i i'm i'm a real coffeeholic um i if i try to quit drinking coffee i get headaches so i'm habituated if not addicted to coffee yeah and and i have all kinds of cool coffees that people have given me from south american countries and things like i'm really into it oh wow and i think that instant coffee is an insult like it's just it's it's crap i could almost not have coffee rather than that and i've had situations where Oh, would you like it? We've got some instant coffee. No, thanks. I'll I'll go through the inconvenience of driving to the coffee shop <laughs> so and getting myself. The yes, thing. there are so many phenomenal coffees out there, and you know we in this day and age we have the microbreweries, we have gin distilleries popping up everywhere, and the same thing with coffee roasters. Yeah, that's right. Which is actually makes it a lot more a lot more fun. Do you uh, whiz your beans, or do you buy uh, pre ground? Well, I actually don't drink coffee, so... Oh, that's right. So you're no fun. Yeah, so I'm... Yeah, yeah, um, on a lot of levels. Yes. Uh, But, but, uh, no, I enjoy that, too. Like, we have a a grinder. When I have it, I get all shaky, and I haven't pushed myself through that situation. And there was a story that you and I talked about recently about having 25 cups of coffee a day are still fine for your heart or parts of you yeah know, but nobody does that. nobody does that no. i can just about manage through one or if i get given a caffeinated coffee by mistake i feel like i've got heart palpitations like i really have not seasoned my body to it at all no so. it's probably like what would happen to me if i decided to start smoking 
Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, like yes. you know, you have people habituate themselves yeah. to that sort of thing, and that's how I am with coffee. Too. Yeah. The best part of waking <laughs> up is folders in your cup. You know how coffee got popular? How? Well, the caffeine, obviously. Yeah. But but aside from that, yeah, it actually has a pretty good taste. It's that's how coffee yes. tastes. I don't understand this compulsion to on uh, numbers of products to yeah. just say, oh, well, now we're going to just start making flavored versions of it. Right. I don't, you know. Coca-Cola got popular, and yep. then now all of a sudden they got to have all kinds of flavors. Yep. 87 different flavors in vodka. Yeah. Vodka was already popular. Half calf, the can. All he does is eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Strawberry flavored. You yeah. know, no, I'm not all into that. All those kind of things. No. Well, I, I think I think when you look at anything in that way and call it a food trend or fad or whatever, but I think that w- it seems that we're moving in a direction where the taste is, is actually a lot more important, where... You know, these microbreweries and things, you know, hey, so yeah, you can just go and have a beer, but now you can have something that's, you know, made with bread instead of this or that. or And, and I think somehow, even in the, in the age of Instagram and beautiful, you know, food porn and things like that, I feel like it's got to come back to the taste and the actual enjoyment of food. And I'm the nutritionist that always says you need to eat certain nuts and bolts and have certain you know, different things on your plate, but that doesn't mean you can't make it tasty. Well, in, in terms of the microbrewers, yeah. I love it when I'm in a town that I haven't been in before, and there's, I will always ask, have you got a local brewer? Who's the local brewer? Yeah. And they'll say, oh, this is a really good one, and, it's, and I'll always say yes. Yes. I mean, I don't know what it's going to taste like, yeah. but that's a bit of an adventure, isn't I it? I think so. I yeah. think I think adventures in food can be one of one of those things. And to kind of fast forward to a newer trend, certainly that I talked about, I don't know, probably about five years ago. Maybe you and I talked about it first before I did any TV stuff with it, but it was the Poke Bowl. And that, oh, yeah. that is somewhere that I took you for lunch one day when we went um, after a show. And I believe you actually enjoyed it. Yes, it was a, it was a real banner day because it was something you insisted I eat that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> unlike, right. unlike the veggie burgers and things like that. Well, that's right. Yeah. That was something I had and I thought, I would eat this like on purpose, yes. not just because I'm told I should. Yes. And I, I think the, the best way to eat healthy is if you can find something where you think, I actually like this. Because I don't think for people who struggle like I do um, with eating the wrong foods, et cetera, and being overweight, is that... Uh, should and supposed to aren't sustainable. Yes. Right? You can yep. do it for a week or two weeks, or mm-hmm. and then you're all proud of yourself because you went up one loop on the belt, and then the next thing you know, you're going back again. Yeah. You know? I actually think that that's very sound nutritional advice. Thank you, Yeah, yeah I like people listen to me for nutritional <laughs> advice. All he does is eat. Well, I think you might have learned a thing or two over the years since we've been doing this, but but I, I, I do, I completely agree. And there's so much emotion that goes into food, and all the food fads and trends of you know the last hundred years that we've experienced experienced there's always has to be something else something emotional behind it even if it's just because you want to have the newest trend on the plate or serve this for your friends or you know keep up with everybody keep up with the joneses to have pigs in the blanket or to do one better and things like that yeah but also i think you're touching on with the emotion there's a reason that there are foods that are called comfort foods yes and they aren't good for you necessarily that's right but i mean the emotions that will attach to a tub full of haagen-dazs are actually 
actually pretty good emotions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may not be so good going into it by the end of, by the time yeah. you get to the bottom of the Haagen-Dazs tub. Good. Yes, you're probably yeah. feeling really good. Good thing I found these Hungry Man dinners from Swanson. Look at all that chicken. Four meaty pieces. What yeah. about something like avocado toast? That's Never another, had it. That's another trend that we have. Never do, had it. Do you like avocado? Not really. Oh. Okay. No, it feels, I don't know, it's greasy. It's a texture. Yeah, I don't like it's the texture Very, of it. very fatty. Right. Yeah, okay. And matcha, that's another trend that's around. Now, I know that I've given you some matcha tea, and then I gave you this little whiskey thing to try and get them off of coffee a few years ago. What did I say when you gave me the matcha? I get, You said, thanks for the whisk, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, what you said about the matcha was, yeah. Eh. Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure. Green tea. Yeah. So it's the green tea. All the leaves are blended. So crazy high antioxidant right. value. Yeah, we use the whisk uh, to make cocktails. <laughs> My best laid plans and intentions yeah. <laughs> have now moved to cocktails. Awesome. I love it. Right. Okay, so what are, what are your favorite foods? What do you love to eat? Pizza. Yep. Cheeseburgers. Yep. <laughs> Clearly, I've had no influence no, over these years. I don't mind a hot dog. You know yes. what I? You know what I really do like though, what? and is is to to uh, take a, a chicken breast, yes. and dice it up, yeah, and. Uh, Chop up some onions and some peppers, yeah, and uh, and just stir fry that and okay. have it right away. Okay, um, like right away because the, then the chicken is still juicy and like okay. I pay real attention to not overcooking the chicken. Yeah, uh, and and I really truly do like that. Okay. and if I can get myself on a program of doing a fair amount of that, I can lose some weight and yeah. I can still feel like like loaded up with spices. Nice, you know, because that gives me the hit yes. that people who don't eat twigs and berries like you do really have to have. <laughs> See, I told you. Right? <laughs> yes. Like, it, it's that's the thing with people who like to eat. Like, you got to get that hit. And so I know that the stir fried vegetables and, and the chicken yes. is good for me, but, you know, so, so some hot sauce and some pepper and, so, yeah. you know, some that kind of stuff. Again, it's so important because even as a nutritionist saying, you know, go and eat your broccoli and things like that, one of my favorite things to put on broccoli is sriracha salt because it's so tasty. Or lately, broccolini, I've been picking up and my, my kids look at it and go, oh, really? mom and then i get out some apricot smoke balsamic vinegar and then they sit there and they dip it in and that really is what eating is about is to make it tasty yes being healthy is important but just having a plain old chicken breast with the vegetables that you've just thrown in this in the in the pan to stir fry added in all those spices well that's a meal food food can be love yes and twigs and berries are not love (laughs) all he does is eat well thank you very much for uh turning the tables on the food chat and it's always a pleasure to be on your show and and i enjoy it so much so it's great to have you on one of my first uh uh, podcast episodes. Well, I, I always enjoy having you on the radio because you're the rare nutritionist who knows how to have fun. <laughs> Your food's you. not fun, but you are. <laughs> Thanks so much. You can hear Jerry Agar on News Talk 1010 in Toronto every day between 9 and noon and also on the iHeartRadio app. Body Boost of the Week. We have to talk about this mineral and keep on talking about it. Gone are the days of focusing on its cousin, calcium, because it's had far too much attention. I'm not saying that we don't need calcium, but we need magnesium so much more. Magnesium is used in over 300 metabolic reactions, so yeah, it's really important. Your muscles, they need it to function and contract every single time that you move, and 
on the off chance that you've ever eaten a carb or some sugar, it takes magnesium to metabolize it. Magnesium actually helps the absorption of calcium, which we need for strong bones. We actually need both of them together. Magnesium plays an important role in the hormones of bone strength. Many of my clients, they use it with their kids to calm them down, to really help them with their sleep, with their mood, all of those kind of things. So it's a top recommendation for most parents to try with their kids, but also for anyone that's suffering with cramps, maybe tremors, or if you're just not having a good night's sleep, whether it's falling asleep quickly and then waking up, or you have difficulty falling asleep. Foods that you can find magnesium in are dark chocolate, not, not milk chocolate, avocados, all the nuts and seeds, legumes, including black beans, chickpeas, and soybeans, seeds. Those little guys have, have got so much going for them. We've got flax, sunflower, chia, pumpkin, any whole grains that you put in your mouth, any leafy greens that you eat, oily fish, and bananas. Bananas that are yellow are more constipating. The bananas that have some black spots on them and a thinner skin, so they're more ripe, they are perfect and non-constipating. That's a pretty good list to think, well, why do I have to take this in a supplement? But anyone that I've ever come across was low in magnesium. I had to recommend it to every single client that I ever saw. Just like any of the other vitamins that I've talked about in Body Boost, the form that you're buying is really, really important. There's a form called magnesium glycinate, and it has way higher absorption than one of the cheaper options, which is called magnesium oxide. The cheaper ones tend to cause loose stools. If you're constipated, that's a good thing. If that's not your problem, you don't need that side effect. Magnesium glycinate can be found in a capsule, a liquid, or even a powder form, which is perfect for kids. I'll have some specific suggestions for you on leannephillipson.com. Eat this with Leanne Philipson. So there you have it. Food trends and food fads. What's your favorite fad or what have you gone, Leanne, never eating that again? Hit me up on social media. I'm on Sprout Right on Twitter, Leanne Philipson on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again to Jerry Agar for joining us today. And thank you very much for listening. And remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. The best part of waking up is folders in your cup. <laughs>